Good morning. Um, today's DT is Psalm 34. Okay, so verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times, at all times. Uh, this phrase, thinking about what this time was for David, was he had to just act like a crazy madman so he wouldn't be killed. Um, that is not a good time, and yet he says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and that just really struck me. Um, and again, he says, praise continually be in my mouth. How? How does one do that in less than ideal situations when you're not feeling like praising God? So then I was struck by verse 1 where it says, I will and shall be in my mouth. These are statements of obedience and statements of choice. And um, I was struck by that. So despite my personal situation or the various emotions that I may be feeling about my circumstances or just myself, I can make that choice, and that choice is what to have in my mouth, and to bless the Lord at all times, and um, to, yeah, praise, praise Him. So it, what I say with my mouth and what I do can turn my whole posture towards God and look to God rather than kind of a, a self-centeredness and a despairing note. So that's another theme I saw throughout this whole psalm is those who turn to the Lord um, will be blessed. So there is a theme of looking towards God and God hearing and responding. So verse 4, um, I sought the Lord and He answered and delivered me. So seeking leads to being delivered. And in verse 5, uh, those who look to Him, their faces shall never be ashamed. So looking to God leading to never being ashamed. And verse 6, the poor man crying out to God and the Lord hearing and saving him out of trouble. And uh, verse 7, the Lord is encamping around those who fear Him and delivers them. So this um, imagery of turning to God, um, crying out, looking at Him, and then being somehow delivered and blessed by that. So um, I was really struck by that. Verse 7, it, it's like a picture of God is just almost waiting, wanting to deliver those who are fearing. And He is surrounding them. And it almost seems like God is ready and available. It just needs to be met with a humble heart that cries out, that looks, that seeks Him, that fears Him, that, you know, and reaches out. And um, help seems to come when there is a crying out. And it almost sounds too simple. Um, but what I was thinking about is, what is my natural tendency when I'm in these kind of tough places or when there is fear in my heart? It's to buckle down and not cry out. I get kind of choked and silent and um, I try to double down and work much harder on something. Um, but what I learned today is I need to be more childlike. I need to cry out. I need to voice. I need to reach out. I need to tell someone. I need to share with others. I need to praise the Lord um, and just be that kind of childlike um, person to reach out for help. Um, verse 9, it says, uh, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. And um, again, I was really struck by that word, have no lack, because lack is something that I feel very often. Um, I feel the lack and scarcity when there is fear and when I am solely relying upon myself. I fear that I don't have enough or what it takes to do something, what it takes to put on the senior retreat, what it takes to lead our ministry well, what it takes to think about AYM or our college ministry and to drive it well and be top of, on top of everything and to be responsive to people's needs and minister to them and be a good shepherd. So rather than crying out to the Lord with all these things, 
looking, turning, um, yeah, turning to God, I uh, I just get kind of yeah, I double down and just want to work harder and get discouraged. But through this psalm, I needed to repent that God wants to provide. Um, he wants me to experience. There is no lack for those who fear Him. He wants me to turn to Him, His orchestration, His leading. Um, what he wants to do and he will provide through his own supernatural guidance as well as through his people and through the body of christ his resources um, i don't need to be all my resource on my own okay and verse 18 the lord is near to the brokenhearted this is one of my favorites one of many people's favorites uh, the theme of humility just resounds here very clearly who does the lord respond to it's the poor man it's those who fear it's the humble and in this verse who is the Lord near to and who does he save? It is the brokenhearted and it is the crushed in spirit. And it sounds really nice and all, but if you think about it, when you're brokenhearted and crushed, it is not a good time. Um, it's very negative. Um, it's bad. And yet, is it, isn't it often those times that we remember how God was near? Uh, but So what can I learn through this? Um, those situations sometimes can qualitatively humble us and deepen us like no other because when I'm strong and relying on myself and if I'm relying on anything in this world um, the Lord somehow doesn't seem very near and qualitatively I've experienced the Lord near when I'm brokenhearted when I'm crushed when there is no other plan B uh, when I finally come to the conclusion that um, I can't rely on anything else and everything else is gone and there is this truth that um, when all help is gone, God is there, and God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble, and I, I see that as very true. He gravitates to the humble. He loves the humble. Um, so for me, uh, I need to embrace times of being humbled, times of lack, times of need. It's rare, um, since I'm pretty comfortable here in America, in the Bay Area. I don't have those kind of physical situations that can make me poor and desperate. So all the more I need to embrace times of emotional difficulty, times of seeing truth for myself, times of being humiliated, times of being humbled in spirit, and yeah, times of maybe not taking the most advantageous situation and really being a servant and being humble. So yeah, I was really blessed by that.